Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Bill Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. We're in the Finding the Rest series, and I'm preaching to myself, so uh, the scripture, scripture references in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 to 13, uh, we will go there in the moment. We're talking about finding peace in a world which is just really ratty uh, in, in a lot of respects. Uh, God promises us, He promises us a rest in Jesus, but we hesitate, we hesitate to seal the deal, and I read this as a caption uh, I think it was on Instagram or Twitter, and, and it says this, and I thought it was amazing. Too many Christians have trusted God to get them out of Egypt, but not to get them into Canaan. Canaan is the promised land, amen? Canaan is the designated place where God would protect them and provide for them and bless them, where they would live in his presence, and it was all things good in the land of Canaan. But this, I'll back it up again. Too many Christians have trusted God to get them out of Egypt, you know, get them out of Satan's clutches, and you're on your journey now. You believe in God. You're bound for heaven. You really believe that. But this is inferring that people don't, Christians in particular, don't seal the deal by getting to that place of Canaan, the promised land, which is now not a physical place, but a spiritual place in Jesus. Can I hear an amen? amen? And this says, we must trust God to finish what he started. Jesus on the cross paid a massive price. We're going to try and explain that through Easter, that he took our big struggle, finding peace, finding rest, in God, he took that to the cross, that struggle of humanity, that humanity has with God forever since creation. We've struggled because of sin. We, 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 our life has been uh, turbulent with, with bad choices and, and, and completely doing the wrong thing. And, 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 and the, the whole deal was just to be obedient to God and, and live unto him in a surrendered life. Just like that feeling when you're worshiping God. Yes, Lord, lead me on. But man, he gets, you know, gets proud and he thinks better and he goes his own way. Go your own way. Psalm 116 verse 7, return to your rest, it says. I want to use the ESV version through this, uh, this sermon and I need to move along. But I, I love this uh, Psalm 116 verse 7, return to your rest, my soul. That's what you have to say to your soul sometimes. When you're strung out, when you're tattered, it, you know, your, your seams are coming unstuck. You, you know, you've you, you got to pull yourself in rather than have a fight with your wife or fight with your boss. Or You've got to pull yourself in and say, return to your rest, my soul. For the Lord has been good to you. Our society, isn't it, is in constant activity and turmoil. We're constantly doing stuff to try and, and get ahead. Even us ministers can be doing that. 
I'm always amazed when I'm in a pastor's conference, even my good buddies, they just love to answer the phone. When we're, you know, we don't get to meet each other, but I'm meeting up with the pastors, Andrew, and, and I want some special time. And, and this guy goes, whoa, I got a phone call. This is my lucky day almost. <sighs> go, okay, you must love this stuff. Personally, I don't. I like to put the phone away, and I like to do a family meal without the phone. And that's why when we have our son-in-laws around, we don't have to do it now because we had a basket where it was getting a bit out of control. We, we actually, when you came into our house, you had a basket, put your phone in there, guys. And uh, Andrew doesn't take phone calls while we're having dinner or anything. No, he, he's respectable. But, 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 but you, you know, you know what, it, the, the most beautiful thing is when someone is present with you. That's why we love God, when he's present. I, I love it. I, you know, when, do you like it when people are looking over your shoulder? Oh, you know, it's great. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I got a phone call now. <laughs> I really have to go. Busy, busy. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. A bit of theology here. Try and assimilate this, try and digest this. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance, even before the world sent spinning. There's good works for you to do, NIV. But the ESV says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk. Did I say walk? Does that say walk? Walk in them. We're not, we're not creating the good works. This is God's work, this church. The good works in Papua New Guinea, the good works in your business is probably being assigned to you even before the world went spinning. That God has a good work for you to do, not try and do it, but to walk in it. Do you like that? That's, we could just shut up and that's it, boom, we're, we're done. We don't create the works, we don't do the works, we simply walk in what God has already done and is doing. That's a freeing concept, isn't it, Jules? For a long time, I believed it was up to my prayers, up to my giving, up to my work to keep this church going. And to be honest, <laughs> you can only do that for a number of years before God says, take a chill pill, relax. I've got it covered. I'm going to do this. Your church will stay afloat. It will do the good work that I've assigned it to do. And for me, because for me, I form habits. And if I've been praying for seven years on Chapman Hill Lookout, I'm not going to relinquish that too easily. I want to still go up to Chapman Hill Lookout even now, seven years after I stopped, because I feel... Somehow, I can maybe appease God by going back to that place. But God says, chill out. I've got this covered. You just have to walk in it. Say walk. Just walk in it. He's prepared it. He's doing it. Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty 30 in the message. Don't you love the message? Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? See, 
Even the religious would do it. The Pharisees, Jesus is challenging the Pharisees. Guys, you've made up not only from the Ten Commandments, you've got the Ten Commandments, now you've got 660 rules your religious people, Pharisees, have made up that you're trying to appease God with. 660 rules. Imagine if we gave you a handbook when you walk through here. Oh, you want to become part of the church. Well, there's your 660 rules right there. You up for that? Oh, hello. <laughs> this sounds harder than getting my license. Burned out on religion. Come to me. This is the words of Jesus. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. Who wants to recover their life? Who wants to recover the innocence of their life? Who wants to recover their, their joy? Who wants to recover their peace? Yeah, Julie got a massive breakthrough years ago. She said, drop, stop. I said, what do you mean? Stop, at the park. She said, what do you want to stop at this park for? I, I, I never went on the swings or the slippery dip as a kid. Um, I, I, I just feel that this is just something I've got to do. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm, just, I'm going to go on that slippery dip. And uh, out of the car she went and got up, climbed up the ladder, and down the slippery dip she went. And she did it again and did it again. It was just something that she had to do. She reclaimed her childhood back. Amen? I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Walk, work with me. Which, watch how I do it. Okay, Lord. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. The, the stuff that God's got you to do, your motherhood, your, your, your teaching that you do, your, your work that you do. I'm looking at mechanics. I'm looking at IT people. I'm looking at mothers. I'm looking at business owners. I'm looking at ministers. I, I, I'm, God says here, Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. That work that he's assigned you to do, it shouldn't be ill-fitting. Find the grace to do it. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. This is what he says. Keep company with me. That's what we're doing now. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, this is all about being obedient or disobedient. Now, if we use the reference of the story of, of, of the Israelites being set free from Egypt and um, supernaturally through the Red Sea, I, if I saw that, I'd be a convert forever, but not the Israelites. They start second-guessing God, and they're in the wilderness now, and they're having a shot at Moses. Oh, what are we doing out here? There's no food. There's no drink. This is a, this is a, at least back in Egypt, man, we were fed. You know, at least we had a warm bed, whatever. Controversy broke out. Who loves controversy? Controversy. Controversy broke out. And, and, and so God says, trust me on this. Get to Canaan. Get through this wilderness. I will lead you. I will guide you. Get to Canaan, the promised land, there's provision for you there, milk and honey, and I will protect you from the enemy, and I will give you rest in that land, and you will be able to live such a productive life, such a blessed life, it'll be fantastic. But what happened? Controversy. Controversy broke out, and they disobeyed God. They sent the 12 spies out, after 40 days, the spies came back. Joshua and Caleb said, it's awesome. Yeah, there's a few challenges. There's giants. 
In fact, one scripture says, there's giant beds. We saw giant beds, like nine foot long beds. Um, and, 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 but we think we can do it. But the other 10 had a negative report. Here comes the controversy. The negative report. Yeah, but we felt like grasshoppers in their sight. We felt so small, so useless. Man, we're not going to go. We're not, we're, I'm not going into that. I'm not going to go into that. I don't care if God's promised it. I don't care if he's speaking to us on the matter. I don't care if I'm seeing a cloud, a cloud by day, a fire at night. I don't care if the Red Sea opened. I don't care about all these miracles. I, I'm just, man, I don't care. I, I just believe. I, I don't believe. And what happened? That 40 days of the spies roaming in the, in the promised land converted into 40 years in the wilderness. And that's where we don't want to be as Christians, as born-again believers. We want to enter into the promised land that God has for us. In chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3, open your Bibles to chapter 3. Let's do this. Chapter 3, the, the key there was re rebellion. If you look at it, there's rebellion. Um, not believing what God would say. Not, not believing what God, God said. Then in chapter 4 in Hebrews, it focuses on what they gave up by rebelling. What they gave up by rebelling and not resting in God. So, uh, I wonder if we could have these four points. This is what they gave up. This is what they gave up. Rest from the search for who, for who to rely on. Imagine resting in that, but they relinquished that. The second one was rest from striving for righteousness. Imagine not having to try and appease God with righteous acts, trying to earn brownie points, but just resting in the fact that you're greatly loved by God. They relinquish that. The third one was rest from hiding from God. Imagine being able to rest from dodging and weaving from God. Imagine being able to live your life under His watchful eye 24-7 all the days of your life rather than dodging and weaving. Remember Adam and Eve sinned and He came to the garden in the beginning and God said, where are you? They were hiding. God knew exactly where they were. But He says, where are you? You're trying to hide from me. You're hiding from me. Humanity loves to think that they can hide from God. Even Christians think they can. I'm doing this, Lord, in secret. No, you're not. He knows. For rest from the search for who to rely on by trusting in Jesus. These are the things that they relinquished. And at the chapter 3, the author says at the end of the chapter 3, Hebrews 3, 19, so we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. That they weren't able to enter through unbelief, through the controversy, the second guessing of God. It's such a beautiful day, day, guys, to say, God, despite the inconsistencies that I see in this situation, whether it's a church or whatever, I believe the glass is half full. I believe we can make this work. I believe that this person can be a good person. So much stuff on Facebook criticizing. Some people have got the ministry of criticism and the negative report. It's like the 10 spies all over again saying, oh, what about this? Yeah, yeah, but there's giants in the land. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, well, why should we go in? Oh, can we really trust God? It's a beautiful day when you say with your friends, when you say with Joshua and Caleb, we trust. We're going in. 
we're going to pull a church out of the ground. We're going out of the tent. We're going to dig foundations. We're, we're going to put this church in its own home. It's our promise. But there's giants. There's a GFC happening. It's 2008. What are you talking about, Pastor Phil? God said now. God said now in 2008. <laughs> Truly. A, good, a good, good economics person would say, not now. God says now. Leave that tent. Walk into your promise. Do it. So I, I got a bit shaken once. I took the kids to an excursion. I drove them to school. I came back from Gosford Christian School. I pulled into the land. I was by myself. There was nothing here, just that stables. And I had to really question myself, God, is this really you? Is, is, this, is this what you want us to do? To step off, to step off, to step off. And so it was about... Six o'clock in the morning, it was missed through the paddock, and I stood there and I just was really wasn't declaring, and I was just like almost broken. I allowed myself just to be very vulnerable and say to God, God, is this really you? Is this what you want? Is this our promised land? Do you want us to do it now? And I did that for about 20 minutes. I just didn't come straight away, but the more and more I stood there, the more I didn't it was even saying anything. That's all I basically said. I just stood there in the presence, and basically he started to consolidate my spirit. My spirit started to have a say on the matter. And my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions began to bow its knee to the sovereignty of God. And I felt my spirit man, we are body, we are soul, mind, will, emotions. I really felt that my spirit man was now standing up in the, in the mist. And I felt this great love come over me, like you said, Abba Father. And I, I went, wow. It's true. God wants us to cross the river and go into our promised land. And I felt such a rest in that. I felt such a rest. I felt, God, you're in this. Hebrews 4.1 says, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, Again, I'm not talking about the physical place, but this is, this is the book in the New Testament now. So what's God talking about now? This promise of entering his rest still stands. Let us be careful that none of us be found to have fallen short of it. That's what I want to implore you with this morning. Don't just get saved and, and, and come out of Egypt and end up in the wilderness of really not knowing God's will for your life, God's purpose for your life, and knowing God's love for your life. Maybe, th maybe this version will help you better in the ESV. Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed 
to reach it. That promise is still there for us today. That promise, it's spiritual. It is physical, all the stuff that comes with it, but, but it is spiritual, and it's in the name of Jesus. A lot of people approach Jesus, but they never seal the deal. They don't come all the way in. God's saying, come, come. Come into my rest with your, with your life. Come to rest with your decisions, your will. Come to rest, relinquish. Verse 2, for good news came to us, just as to the Israelites came to us. But the message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. They didn't assimilate it. They didn't confess Jesus Christ as Lord of their life, believe in their heart that he was raised from the the dead. James says in James 2.24, So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Some people would say, I believe. But if you don't have a manifested appearance of being right with God and having faith in God, James is actually saying in James chapter 2, 14 to 26, he's talking about proving the genuineness of your faith by what you do, by what you say, by by what you stand for. James 2, 17 says, in the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead meaning it's useless. Wow. Verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith with our deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. By the way, salvation is by faith alone. But James is making a point that if your faith is real, it will have a visible, manifested expression on it. That you will be seen as having some testimony of being right with God, having faith with God, and walking that out, that when people see you leaving this morning from your home, and if they know you're Christians, that's enough. Because the Sabbath now is on the first day. We have it on Sunday. Why? Because Jesus rose on the first day. He rose on Sunday. It was on the seventh day. It was on Saturday. But now it's it's on the first day. We give him the first day of the week. It's called first fruits. And why, why, why? It was the law in Moses' time. The Sabbath. You must keep the Sabbath. It's actually not law anymore. It's just a principle that we adhere to. Tithing is not a law. It's a principle. Do you know what I'm saying? Because we live in Graceland. It's all been finished on the cross. It's all been accomplished. Jesus said about the Sabbath, it's not about for God. It's about for you. It's about for you to check out of the world and relinquish your importance and relinquish your allegiance to the world and relinquish all your struggles, relinquish all your titles and relinquish all your, all your stuff, all your materialism and say, God, 
I'm coming out of my world, out of my life, and I'm standing in the rest of God. I'm standing in the Sabbath day, and I'm trusting in you for my life. I'm trusting in you for my wife, my family, my children, my business. I am trusting in you. I am trusting in you. Jesus is our rest. Jesus is our Sabbath. Now the Bible says the Sabbath is holy. And if it's holy, the Bible says, and in that holy day, I will bless you. God wants to bless you. He wants you to rest from your struggle of seeking out. Who is God? Well, God is Jesus. He wants you to rest in in your dodging and weaving from God. He wants you to present yourself to God on a Sunday and worship Him. Come, and if you read on in Hebrews, it says, come confidently to the throne of grace. Come naked, spiritually, physically. Come emotionally. Come transparent before God and say, God, here's my life. You gave me this work to do. You gave me this life. You gave me this wife. You gave me this business. You gave me these children. You gave me this church. You gave me this city. You gave me this life to live. Jesus, I stand before you. Naked I came. Naked I stand, transparent, vulnerable before you on the day of the Sabbath. I find rest in you. Supernatural rest. In my private time, in my corporate time, I am finding rest. And Lord, I know I have a lot to do in life, but you've said to me, there's a rhythm of grace. Lord, I want to walk in the rhythm of grace through my whole life. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.